Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocked big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, The Red and the Black. The author, Marie-Henri Bale, is better known by his pen name Stendhal. He was born in 1783 in the city of Grenoble in southeastern France. His mother passed away before he turned eight. After his mother's death, his upbringing was severe. It caused him to develop a gloomy personality. He grew to resent his lawyer father and his strict tutor, a Jesuit priest. Fortunately, his salvation was his grandfather, who was kind and loving towards him. He read voraciously in his grandfather's library. Stendhal went to Paris in 1799, after Napoleon Bonaparte launched the coup of 18 Brumaire. In Paris, under his cousin's recommendation, he first joined the army and subsequently worked at the administrative court. He also took part in the Napoleonic Wars as the emperor's messenger. After Napoleon's abdication in 1814, Stendhal lost his job and fell into significant debt. He quit France for Italy and began eking out his living as a writer. In this period, he produced a wide range of works, including essays, short stories, novels, novella, nonfiction, and travel books. He conceived The Red and the Black, his magnum opus, in 1829. When the novel was eventually published the following year, it was received with indifference by the literary world. Of the first edition, only 750 copies were printed and sales were sluggish. Nonetheless, Stendhal had profound confidence in his work. He once predicted that it would be 1,880 before people would start to read and accept the novel in 1935 before the public would acknowledge its significance. True to his words, The Red and the Black received acclaim only half a century after its original imprint. Emile Zola, the French realist writer, referred to Stendhal as one of our masters. Leo Tolstoy, the eminent Russian author, praised Stendhal's techniques of psychological description. André Gide, the Nobel laureate, described The Red and the Black as ahead of its time. He commented that it was a novel for 20th-century readers. Although he was largely overlooked during his lifetime, thanks to The Red and the Black, Stendhal has subsequently become a renowned literary figure. Over the two centuries since its publication, the novel has been globally ranked among many readers' favorite works, especially so among younger readers. What is the appeal of this story? Why has it remained popular for so long? Let us find out together in this bookie. The novel tracks the life of a young man, determined but of humble origins. The novel's hero wishes for social improvement, upward mobility in a rigid social hierarchy. His endeavors meet a tragic end. It is a testament to Stendhal's skill that his character, Julian, has resonated over the years with many generations of young readers from all around the world. The name Julian has even become synonymous with ambitious people striving for individual success. Furthermore, the novel vividly describes how the social environment of its times corrupted, oppressed, and destroyed young lives. The book reflects the politics and culture of 19th-century France, revealing the nuanced relationships between the aristocracy, the clergy, and the bourgeoisie in that era. The work's subtitle, A Chronicle of the 19th Century, is a nod to Stendhal's attempt to document history through fiction. A further important aspect of the novel, unparalleled in its times, 
is the work's insight into its character's psychology. Many critics cite The Red and the Black as one of the first examples of stream of consciousness or psychological fiction. In this bookie, we will introduce the book in three parts. Part 1 will summarize the main plot of the novel. In Part 2, we analyze Julian's character in detail and study the way Stendhal uses psychological descriptions to elucidate his personal qualities. Finally, Part 3 explores ways the novel reflects on the society of its period. Part 1, The Personal Struggles of Julian Sorrel The Red and the Black consists of two books. Book 1 is set in the fictional town of Verriers and the city of Bissancon, the historic capital of the French Comte region. Verriers is the birthplace of the novel's protagonist, Julian Sorrel. Monsieur Sorrel, Julian's father, was formerly a farmer. He later goes into the timber business. Julian is his third child and Monsieur Sorrel's least favored, being slender and unsuited to physical labor, for this reason, his family regards him as a burden. While Julian spends his time reading, his poorly educated father believes that reading is a useless activity, a waste of Julian's time. Disapproving of Julian's intellectual pursuits, Monsieur Sorrel often beats him, and, unsurprisingly, for Julian, family life is miserable. However, Julian is intelligent and with an aquiline nose and large black eyes, also handsome. Unsurprisingly, this young man has many female admirers. He has another striking attribute, an astonishing memory, and can recite with ease from many books, remembered by heart. The young Julian studies Latin and history under an old surgeon major. From this person, he also learns of Napoleon and his many outstanding achievements. Inspired, Julian vows to break free from his lowly birth just like Napoleon, the great former emperor. However, the current state of society makes it impossible for him to follow in his idol's footsteps. Napoleon's regime was overthrown years ago. Now is the age of the Bourbon Restoration. In this period, a commoner has no chance to join the military and seek honor in service. Upward mobility is only available to the nobility and the bourgeoisie. The priesthood is the only way for ordinary people to break into the upper classes. Thus, Julian must hide his admiration for Napoleon, and he determines to become a priest. He knows that his success in this aim depends on help from the local Catholic prelate, Father Chelan. Julian proves his intense devotion to study in order to win Chelan's approval. He memorizes an entire book on the Pope and the Bible in Latin. Suitably impressed by Julian's endeavor, Father Chelan recommends him for a good job, tutoring the children of Monsieur de Renal, the mayor of Verriers. Monsieur de Renal is an aristocrat. After Napoleon's abdication he became the mayor of Verriers. He is a well-known and powerful figure in the town. By exploiting his civic role, he has become a notable industrialist and amassed considerable wealth. However, Monsieur Vailnod, the director of the local pauper's bureau, threatens Renal's status and prestige. A self-made millionaire, Vailnod obtained his directorship through bribery, and the job has increased his wealth, making him one of the most prosperous residents of Verriers. The mayor devises all kinds of ways to secure his status and outshine the director. The idea of hiring a tutor for his children is part of his plan to enhance his status. In this period, normally, only nobles would employ tutors. Monsieur Vailnod was an upstart lacking the pedigree for such an undertaking. Father Chelan lets Monsieur de Renal know that Julian is fluent in Latin 
and has studied theology for three years. Renal decides to take the young man on as the tutor to his three children. Julian immediately gains the approval of the mayor and his family. On the first occasion he meets the children, he plays a game with them. Julian asks them to open the Latin text of the Holy Bible on a random page and to pick any word on that page. Then, starting from that word, he recites the remainder of the page from memory. After performing this miraculous feat with perfect accuracy eight or nine times, his talents attract the attention of the family's servants and even their neighbors. Soon, he is well known and respected around town, and everyone starts to call him Monsieur. The knowledgeable and handsome young man quickly gets the admiration of some of the women in the household. Madame de Renal is fond of him and sympathizes with his financial troubles. She finds his sometimes boorish behavior and ignorance of upper-class etiquette endearing. She sees a noble and humane spirit in the young man and thus devotes special care and attention to him. Simultaneously, Madame de Renal's chambermaid, Elisa, becomes another of Julian's admirers. Enamored with him, Elisa proposes, but he rejects her. Elisa confesses her feelings to Madame de Renal. Upon hearing of her maid's amorous offer to Julian, the mayor's wife falls ill and starts to resent Elisa. She only recovers when she realizes that Julian declined the marriage proposal. It is then that Madame de Renal realizes that she too is in love with the young tutor. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.